Hey, what's happening, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Oh, man. We have a really fun, exciting uh, episode today that was uh, selected by our wonderful Discord community, which yeah, is so playlist. fun to do episodes that uh, we get help from some of our listeners. It's yeah. sort of a fun way of, you know, you guys prepare some of the stuff for us, and then we kind of give our thoughts Talk and about analysis. It. <laughs> um, this yeah, was a this perfect cool. one. I think it's the second or the third time we've done these outsourced playlist episodes, and this was a perfect topic. Today, we're talking about battle themes. And it's such an overwhelming topic that uh, <laughs> the thought of one person, you know, just starting with a blank canvas and like, all right, what are what are some of the best VGM battle themes? It, it's almost too overwhelming. And so this is a perfect thing for a community to do together. So I, I want to say there was about 103 submissions in total that I went through and rated all of them and picked uh, 20 tracks that were my personal favorite what I will say is this isn't like the def- a definitive list of these are the best battle tracks ever. It's the the submissions we got were very eclectic and just a smattering. Right. There's probably some really famous stuff that you know people forgot. There were probably maybe a few obscure things that were added. Uh, so yeah, it's just a smattering of battle themes. You could probably have three or four episodes in a row on battle themes, and each one would be amazing. So <laughs> yeah, I mean the interesting thing is. It really gets to some of the the most basic conceptions of what we think of as game music. Uh, oftentimes we have BGM, which is background music, which is for a location or a level theme. And we have event-based music, which in the early days would be sort of a jingle. Um, or if you think of something like the Starman theme from Super Mario Brothers, some really short loop that's accentuating a piece of gameplay. Mm-hmm. And then battle music is another event-based piece of music, but it plays whenever there's a specific confrontation with either a enemy boss or a mini boss or something. I know any of us that play games, are, this is kind of like, well, duh. But I think what's so fascinating is it's like, this is such a basic core foundational aspect of game music battle themes that yeah it's like i mean you were saying this carl that you could do so many episodes but i don't even think that scratches the surface of like it's it'll be rare to find a video game that doesn't have a battle theme well here's the most thing most games have some sort of form of confrontation even something like Tetris. what we're focusing on today is 99% RPG battle music. When I first thought of this topic, I will admit that's what I thought of. I thought of, uh, you know, games that have typical battle mechanics where there's a theme playing. Um, Now, there's, I think, two or three tracks on our playlist today that are not RPGs. So that definitely was not the focus of of the entire submitted playlist and not the focus today i don't know if if i was thinking that in the future we could do a boss themes episode and there is kind of a difference in some ways between a boss theme and a battle theme i will say there are plenty of boss themes on the episode today but they might not be from a game like sonic 2 they're probably going to be from an rpg well it's an interesting sort of semantic discussion but it's quite important because i think it gets to when we're saying battle themes in this context i think one of the reasons why we go to rpgs is because the history of rpgs are such that the actual combat mechanics um, are less button pressy rapid fire where most of the time when you're playing an action game you're probably so engrossed in the gameplay that 
you you rarely, unless you're someone who just loves VGM, is, are stopping to appreciate the music. But right. I think in an RPG situation where you have menus and, and you're making deliberate choices, that that battle music is sort of a form of BGM because you you're not totally. necessarily having like the gameplay itself doesn't get your blood pumping. So the music has this responsibility of kind of like reading pages just of a book. Just keep you that engaged, feels like keep you excited. Exciting. Yeah, it sets the tone of the context of the gameplay that you know it's high stakes and it, it i imagine like it would be so cool to do studies and like have play testers play through a turn-based rpg with no sound and have them play through it with it would music be pretty lame and see if they make decisions quicker or if their heart rate goes up or things like that I'm, yeah I'm so for the that most that's a part part of it that is what we're focusing on today. What you guys heard playing in is a wonderful piece of music. That shows you the quality of this playlist that that was a play-in. It's called Ignition from the Alliance Alive by the one and only Masashi Hamauzu. Really strong track to start our day. And we're going to keep it going here. It's crazy. We're going to now move on to maybe the best JRPG soundtrack of all time, in my humble opinion. One of the best, definitely. This is Chrono Trigger. Going back to the Super Nintendo, this is a classic battle theme. It's Battle 1, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda. Here we go. You guys are listening to Battle 1 from Chrono Trigger. It's so classic. This is composed by Yasunori Mitsuda. At least I think it is. I know that Uematsu contributed a small amount of music to, to this game uh, because Mitsuda was so overwhelmed. But yeah, this is absolutely classic. It's really cool going from the Alliance Alive, like a modern, fully performed battle theme to this. Uh, in some ways, maybe the origins of, of uh, what we think about is traditional battle music for RPGs. Yeah, there's so much to talk about with this. I mean, and just from that chord progression alone, the use of that Dorian mode ascending progression, which to me is like the Michael Jackson progression. I mean, it just makes me yeah. think of 80s pop music. Yeah, this music. one's very groovy uh, as well as being exciting. And I really like the twinkles. <laughs> this one's all about yes. those twinkles. Yeah, but the other thing that makes it so Japanese is voicing chords in parallel fourths and having these interesting borrowed intervals like the ba 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 ba, and you're getting these interesting, you know, ninths and sevenths, and it just kind of by taking that fourth shape in parallel, um, in always keeping it perfect intervals, and you yeah. get these really interesting sort of. I guess dissonant colors, but it's it's very particular to, and I don't think it's just Japan. I think you see this in a lot of the music of Asian composers, and I think it's something that I'm just such a big fan of that sound. 
And I've heard comments from Western composers, musicians, uh, orchestrators, and arrangers that have like kind of criticized that sound of par- parallel fourth voice leading as though it's like really crass. And I-, I just think that's such a shame. And I really, anyone listening that remotely has that kind of opinion, um, I would like to encourage you to revisit so much of the part writing in classic games like Chrono Trigger or Mega Man or right. anything. It's like that's a huge part of the sound that we have nostalgia for is the sound of those parallel fourths. And it's it's such a specific thing that happens in a lot of Eastern Asian music that's just, I think, gorgeous. And I love yeah, hearing I, that mixed in. I think it'll be interesting to track how many times we hear that today. Um, I wasn't paying attention to that when I made this list. Again, just another disclaimer. This is my personal favorite 20 tracks out of the over a hundred that were submitted um and yes there's some there's technically some boss themes in here today um it's interesting i think for a lot of games boss battles do count as battle music right but i think for some i think most people would differentiate like i don't think if you're playing sonic the hedgehog and you get to a robotnik boss fight i don't think people would say oh this is great battle music and maybe they would um i don't know it's it is semantics at a certain point anyway let's move on to kind of a surprising choice when i saw this but this is cool this is from mario and rabbit's kingdom battle by grant kirkhope and i really loved this track I don't know if I had heard it before. Uh, I had checked out the score a long time ago, but this is really good, and it really was one of my favorites that I heard, so glad it made our playlist. It's Spooky Skirmish. Here we go. guys listening to the delightful spooky skirmish from mario plus rabbids kingdom battle i mean the video game itself has battle in the title so it was a a really good choice whoever submitted this track composed by the wonderful grant kirkhope he's one of those composers that i'd say for 99 percent of his tracks if you didn't know what it was and you had never heard it before i think most people would say oh this sounds like grant kirkhope this has got to be kirkhope i mean he just has an unmistakable delightful style unmistakable indeed and i think a lot of it has to do with his specific taste for uh harmony in a sort of filmic 90s danny elfman-ish harmony where it's just sort of 
all triadic, almost always triads. He, he doesn't tend to dip into really extended chord constructions, but it's all these triads related by chromatic third relations mm-hmm. or just bizarre, a whole step or half step up of a different non-diatonic It's the relationship sound. between yeah, the chords, yeah. It, the sound, if you think of like Danny Elfman's Batman theme or his Spider-Man theme, or full Beetlejuice. of these rich, colorful chords, and that's such a big part of Grant's language. But mm-hmm. the other thing that I love is the directness of his writing. He loves writing for the orchestra, but what's so cool about the way that Grant writes for the orchestra is in so many ways, it feels much more neoclassical than a lot of the film composers that I know inspire him. Like Grant is a huge John Williams fan and he'll talk about this a lot. But what I admire about Grant's music is that it never really sounds like John Williams. It actually often reminds me more of somebody like uh, Tchaikovsky or Grieg or or like a slightly earlier romantic era where it's like perfect for something like, and even though, you know, stylistically, this doesn't necessarily make me think of Mario it's perfect for a children's game and it reminds me of the kind of music that you'd hear in, in older cartoons well that I love it because style. this is a game that wasn't developed by Nintendo and everything about the game has a different feel to it, it it's it's kind of crazy to see these characters you know but everything about the game has a non-Nintendo personality in a lot of ways and the music included and so I think it was a really fun and very successful choice I mean the game's very popular very beloved so uh, hats off to Grant on his work for Mario plus Rabbids all right let's move on this was actually one of the submissions that I did add to this playlist I think I only added two Um, I don't know if if any other than this made this playlist but yes I love this track it's called Oboro and it's one of the battle themes, apparently, <laughs> from East Origin. Uh, this track was composed by Ryo Takashida. I love this track. It's very rocking, very proggy, so video gamey. I hope you guys enjoy Oboro. <laughs> in love with this track. It's so classic VGM. This is Oboro from East Origin. This particular track was composed by Ryo Takashida. It's everything I love about battle music. Now, there's plenty of battle music that bores me, um, and I think there may have been some of those examples that I had to sift through. Uh, Most of the the stuff that people submitted was outstanding. Uh, This, if you're curious what kind of battle music I like, this 
<laughs> and I mean, anyone can see why, right? <laughs> it's just so it's entertaining. Just delightful. And it, you know, but I, I also think the timing of listening to this after the release of your recent album, Wave Maker, which yes. is just so delightful and full of this 80s fusion energy. I was Thank telling you. Carl when I was listening to it that uh, his album, and I hope you're okay with spending some time talking about it up front, just yeah. because I think this the kind of soloistic keyboard music nature of this really made me think of a lot of the songs on Wave Maker. That's cool, but man. If you haven't listened to it yet, definitely check it out. Uh, Carl described it as sort of a transitional album, which I think is, is spot on because there's you know, it, it really reminded me of, I, I was telling Carl, it was kind of like if there was an alternate universe version of the 80s that was a bit more 70s. Because it's like <laughs> synth heavy and fusion-y in that great way. But funky but it's as so well. so freaking funky. And it, it seems like something that should be on vinyl. Like I just picture like a like Weather Report album or something. Like I really it, appreciate that. It has that. a classic quality to it. And what I love is the way you... Sp- sprinkle a few peppered vocal tracks in there but in a way that feels authentic it doesn't just seem like yeah. a random now it was important a for me type of music for all the tracks whether the instrumental or the vocals that people that were a fan of my instrumental music would still enjoy it it's not like i'm, I'm all of a sudden doing like a folk song or like a reggae song or something i mean it's still very much classic carl and so that was kind of my goal i also wanted the whole album to just have a summery vibe um, so I was glad to hear that people were picking up on that. Yeah, just quick little plug before we move on. It is it is up on carlbmusic.bandcamp.com. Uh, yeah, I think if you're listening to this, it's in the middle of my kind of onslaught of videos. Once a day uh, for 11 days, I'm posting uh, the video of each track from the album. I started on Friday, and so that's going to go until until I finish all 11 tracks. And so, yeah, every single thing on the album was shot in video, so you can check that out on my YouTube channel. Um, yes, what a killer track, Oboro there. Check out all of East Origin if you haven't. It's one of my favorite soundtracks. Let's move on to an awesome pick. This this is from Etrian Odyssey 3. I was really happy to see some Yuzo Koshiro Uh, on this playlist today. Uh, This is the end of Raging Waves. Here we go. You guys are listening to The End of Raging Waves, a classic battle banger from Etrian Odyssey 3 by the one and only Yuzo Kishiro. That is not the last time we're going to hear from him today. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I think of battle music, I mean, he's one of the first people I think of. Yeah. I don't. I have never played the Etrian Odyssey game, so I can't speak to the context of this battle theme. Uh, maybe it's a boss. Maybe it's not. But it's just so good. I love in the series how he, you know, incorporates the classic FM sounds, very reminiscent of. Um, sometimes it might even be made on PC88s, uh, but he's, you know, combining it with more, I guess, more modern sounds as well. It's, it's so delightful. Yeah, that blend of sounds, which I think we associate with the Etrian Odyssey series in particular, it's, it's is that where the sort of chip music voice meets the real world so to speak and i think only a composer like yuzo kashiro could usher in that blend with the sense of authenticity and authority that he commands because he started on the pc 88 he started with something like the ease series um and he kind of has that amongst game fans he has that cachet you know it's like this is the guy who did streets of rage one of the all-time fm classic soundtracks in east one and two yeah him kind of integrating that language into again like the real world sound of drums and bigger synths and mixing and everything it's like there's something uh, i think we accept it from him in a way that we wouldn't if he was just some guy living in Detroit who grew up playing video games. Not to say that that wouldn't be awesome too. Yeah, I mean, there's just no way around it. Kashiro is just a legend, and yeah. I, I'm just in love with the entire Etrian Odyssey series music. It's just so good. It's one of my favorite series musically, and I'm glad that, spoiler alert, there's another Etrian track to come <laughs> up on our playlist today. Shouldn't be surprising. Uh, all right, let's now go from the 2000s back to the 90s. This is from Final Fantasy IV. And there are more than one Final Fantasy (laughs) entries on this playlist, which should not be surprising at all. This is Battle 2, composed by Uematsu. Let's check it out. You guys listening to Battle 2 from Final Fantasy 4. This is composed by Uematsu, originally released for the Super Nintendo slash Famicom. Um, Yeah, this is a classic battle theme. It's probably one of my favorite battle themes in the series. It's not my absolute favorite. Um, And let me just see how many Final Fantasy tracks made our episode today. It looks like three Final Fantasy tracks. Um, Which, that was honestly... There were oodles and oodles that were submitted and so i tried to have a balance i didn't want to have you know 
an entire episode just on Final Fantasy battle themes. But yeah, there's a lot of good ones, obviously. Yeah, this is absolutely effing brilliant. I love every single thing about this. I love the yada-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I mean, that sounds like that could be a Robotniks theme. Like, that's such a great melody. But man, the harmonic adventures he takes it on that feel very just late romantic honestly with these parallel moving chromaticisms and recontextually but with that sort it's of also funky just baseline i love it like don't don't you love how dastardly this is like it's grooving yes. and rocking it's, it reminds you of of classical music it's just it also feels so many though, things motivically related to the other battle themes like you know the oh absolutely yeah i think this is related to that motivically one of my favorite maybe my third or fourth favorite battle theme in the series uh i know that there was at least one of my favorites from the series that that wasn't suggested um but yeah i mean there's just so much to choose from and yeah yeah my i think my favorite is yeah i think that's my second favorite yeah i don't i don't think that was suggested um i I hope it wasn't i definitely i would have wanted to put that on here if it was okay let's move on this is an interesting choice it's one of the few examples of a non-rpg and really again the focus of at least this overall playlist was was rpg music and in the few cases of non-rpgs i thought it would be good to have some variety but yeah if you opened the gauntlet to just boss themes in general if we could have had just thousands of more of submissions but yes this is from metroid prime it's the meta ridley battle theme which is really well, cool this is a, a little bit this is misleading because this is an arrangement of yes uh, this is credited to kenji yamamoto because he did the soundtrack by himself but this is actually a monaco hamano originally composition though, from super Metroid. yeah the composition is based on that he added some cool stuff to it too so it's i i really thought this was a fun one to select <laughs> for this playlist it is battle music right uh this is for metroid prime yeah, as we'll say, composed by Kenji Yamamoto as well as Monaco Hamano. Here's Meta Ridley Battle. You guys listening to Meta Ridley Battle, and Will posed an interesting question. He's like, what genre would this be called? Man, I think it's a lot of different ones. I mean, there's definitely some... I mean, this came out in 2002, so I mean, he would probably say techno, because it's electronic, but this is maybe back when people were still saying techno, um, mixed with, I don't know, film music and... 
Uh, I have no idea. I mean, it's just all over the place. I Sci-fi. Mean, yeah, I definitely hear like the influence of like a lot of earlier European electronic music artists and stuff. Uh, but I mean, it's just. I, I love this. I love the hip hop elements of it too. Like I feel like Yamamoto. The drums are phenomenal on this. Yeah, like the, for 2002, it's just amazing. Really cool and unique approach. I think one of the most uh, in terms of any, because the the soundtrack was the only thing handled in house by Nintendo. Because Yamamoto so. works for Nintendo. Um, he's one of their composers. I mean, I think he technically worked for Intelligent Systems around the time of Super uh, yeah. Metroid, but owned by Nintendo. But like, this wasn't done in America. This wasn't like a part mm-hmm. of Retro Studios. This was Nintendo Core in, t- in 2002. Have this kind of bold and and stylistically electronic techno score like this that had hip-hop elements yet was atmospheric and worked as film music it really felt like the metroid prime games were the first in the metroid series that felt like they were actually able to capture those moments in you know alien or aliens or in that series which i know was so influential the some of the more sci-fi aspects with synthesizers but honestly I think he outdoes both Jerry Goldsmith and James Horner, respectively. Like, the Metroid Prime music, I I mean, I, I think if it it's were phenomenal. a film, it'd be some of the best film music. It's so innovative and creative. And this arrangement of Hamano's classic sort of, you know, 10-8 or 5-8 yeah, it's battle so cool. theme for Ridley is just really dazzling. You know, some I did not suggest this, so someone else did. And when I saw it, I just couldn't resist including. Okay, now we're going to move on to... A phenomenal battle theme, and fun fact, this was rated super high on my playlist. This was, I think, the number third rated track out of the over 100 that were submitted, so I love this a lot. It's from Paper Mario, The Origami King. It's Red Streamer Battle, composed by Yoshito Sakigawa and company. A lot of composers worked on this. I don't know who did this theme, but it's super good. Here we go. You guys are listening to Red Streamer Battle. It's just so delightful. I mean, talk about summer music. This is just the best. We've we've gushed over this before, so uh, we can kind of gear our conversation in a little bit of a different way. Um, yeah, it's one of the best tracks that was submitted. Uh, for me, it's my third favorite out of all of them that were submitted. And again, we're not saying that what we're playing today are the best of the best battle music of all time. I think there's a lot of great ones that 
just were forgotten because when you're asking people to submit great battle themes, of course you're going to forget some. There's just too many to choose from. But there's no doubt that this is one of the best. Yeah, it's great. This is one of the highlights of the the era of COVID, I think, is Paper Mario, the Origami King. And this Brought soundtrack so much is just joy one of people. the most delightful of the past year. Um, the, the sense of playfulness, exuberance, and fun that this soundtrack displays, it's sort of a, um, a revitalized argument for why Japanese video game composers know what the F they're doing when it comes to Well, for me, it was music. so exciting because there have been great moments in, in the Paper Mario series musically um, that I've been a fan of, but overall, it's been a series that I haven't been super attached to musically. And so right. when Origami King came out and I, and I heard this stuff, I just was blown away. And then listening to the whole score... It's just stacked. I mean, everybody knows this by this point, but it's it's an it's an amazing score. Uh, let's move on. This is an interesting choice. I I guess I would consider compared to a lot of the titles today, a, this is a little more obscure. It's from Morumasa, the Demon Blade, uh, which this track was composed by Yoshimi Kudo. Let's take a listen to a really interesting one on today's playlist. It's Lightning Speed B. You guys are listening to Lightning Speed B. So cool from Moromasa, the Demon Blade. I, It sounds familiar. Maybe we've played something from it before, um, but this is really cool. And there was a lot of like more kind of hard-edged tracks that didn't make our playlist today. And not to say that this is like metal necessarily, but there's some metal in here amongst other things. And so I was glad to, to show this dark side of, of battle music today. I love this. Yeah, this is kind of a little too dark for me. I I would like a little bit surprised. less demon in <laughs> my the demon blade, but uh, yeah, I, more, I think really more cool lightning, music, less speed. Um, but I think I'm a little bit more. I need the training wheels on when it comes to metal. To be honest like, with you, I wanted to include this just for variety's sake. I mean. Um, a lot of the tracks that were included, people know they're some of my favorites. We've played them before, we've talked about them before. I wanted to make sure we had at least a few that, first of all, we've never played, and represent a different style. I mean, there's a lot of people there's out a- there that love this kind of battle music. Well, and I think there's quite a lot to appreciate about a piece of music like this. The oh, instrumentation, for sure. the counterpoint, it's very I like the eclecticism. and off the wall. Um, yeah, we can just keep adding adjectives and words to it, <laughs> but uh, I think... 
for most of us when we listen to music, it's just more of an emotional thing. I think you or yeah. I, we like to analyze and pick things apart. But I think the problem with analysis is you, we can make the mistake of thinking that this track has blank, 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 and that's why I like it or that's why I don't like it. And I think oftentimes we like or dislike a piece of music for reasons we can't always explain. Yeah. So there's, there's so much about music that is sort of mysterious and it just hits us on emotional levels. And I think this is one that for me, just mood wise was more dark than I would conventionally be into, but I can appreciate all of the technical aspects of it. Yeah. And I just want to give (laughs) one shout out to a member of our discord, Ganon 11. I know that he always submits uh, doom tracks or or just metal tracks in general, and they almost never make our playlists. Uh, You know, I think for Will and myself, it's not a surprise that that's just not our wheelhouse metal. So yeah, this was the closest I could really get to that. So shout out Ganon. Sorry about the doom tracks, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. This is a really awesome piece of music. And I do believe on the docket coming soon in maybe the next couple months, I think we're going to do an episode on this game as well as I think the follow-up, at least two or three games that are some somehow related. I don't know much about them, but they're supposed to be amazing. It's Shadow of the Colossus, and one of the tracks that was submitted was Revived Power, and I think it's a battle theme, one of the battle themes of this game. I've never played it, so sorry. It's composed by Kao Otani. This is a really gorgeous piece of music. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to Revived Power from Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, now, I think on the spreadsheet, the title was different, but this was what the link the link went to Revived Power, so hopefully this was the right one. I'm um, pretty sure it is a battle theme from Shadow of the Colossus. Otani just killing it here. Such just expressive and exciting orchestral music. Yeah, it looks like the, the spiritual follow-up is a game called Eco, I think you would say it. And so, yeah, that episode that we're going to do somewhat soon is going to be on Colossus and Eco and maybe one other. I'd have to, I have to do a little more research. But, yeah, we've gotten a lot of requests for that. I think we should have some guests, uh, some friends on that episode. But, yeah, Will, talk about your reaction to this. 
I love this idiom of high energy gamic orchestra music. Uh, it makes me think of things like Star Fox Assault or Super Mario Galaxy or Gravity Rush. Yeah. Um, or even Octopath Traveler. Yeah, we got to say Princess Connect. very quickly that Gravity Rush Resistance and Extermination, that's a battle theme. So that's a pretty huge oversight. Uh, that's not on our episode today. That was not suggested. I think the idea is that we've played that so many times, but a you know, billion. good call. We'll play that right now. Let's listen to Resistance <laughs> Another and Extermination. One. No. I, I just uh, noticed no. it. Another one that wasn't it wasn't suggested was Dark Pit Battle, which is another Marcado Bros all-star. Yeah, I mean, the thing, though, is this is a silly... It, it, we could just be listing great tracks, but it, that shows our bias. Is like, I think this Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> piece is totally the style of thing that we would gush about and it's way more popular where like the demon blade thing we kind of glossed over but for some people that might be the piece of music that inspired them to want to write music you know it's like this is what i mean by the subjectivity because we could choose to break this down and look at the orchestration and the harmonic progressions and what the melody is doing in the rhythm well i'm excited in that future episode we didn't do that for the the last track and i think it's just because for what reason, you know, who knows? Some things strike you and some things don't. And it's a mystery. Sometimes the analysis gets in the way of just, these are subjective opinions here. So Will was kind of joking a little bit because I sounded surprised earlier when I was like, oh, this Paper Mario is number three. He's like, well, yeah, you were rating all of them. But I'm always surprised. Whenever I sort a final list, I'm always surprised what made the top. And this is no exception. We're moving on to this week's track of the week. I was very surprised. I'm not saying that this is my favorite battle theme of all time. It's not. But what was suggested, apparently this is my favorite, and really I can't argue with that. I But you know what I think track. is interesting? See, this is where I challenge you a little bit, Carl, because I love your objectivity. I love that you're trying to like just gauge. Basically, it's kind Don't of like... Don't challenge me, Will. Because <laughs> it would be kind of like having all the restaurants in your hometown that you love. And rather than saying this one's my favorite, you go to all of them, rate them on Yelp, and then Yelp tells you which one is your favorite. There, I like the idea that, but the, keep you know, in mind, mathematics there was hundred and three that I that I was rating, and so every single one that I was listening to, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking, oh, this is my favorite or this is better than this. But that's why I'm saying it's not an objective criteria. So it's like you could maybe on one of them say this is an eight point two, and on the next one say it's an eight point seven. But maybe you like the first one more, and that was just the number that came to your head well in any case will will wants to challenge it but (laughs) this is one of my favorite battle themes of all time for sure it's xenoblade chronicles 2 battle composed by kenji hiramatsu who is an absolute beast let's take a listen
Oh my god. I stand by it, everybody. It's it's the yeah, best. I mean, I mean, holy come shite. on. It has everything you want. It's a classic battle theme. It has that really powerful and emotional chorus that just gets you so amped up. It's phenomenal when it comes to orchestration, arrangement, performance, production. It, it's just a classic battle theme, and it's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's sort of like, <laughs> duh. I mean, this, right? is, this is video game music. This is like what it is. If you made an 8-bit version of this, it would sound like, you know, freaking roller games or some classic Konami it's soundtrack so or like Shatterhand and or rocking. something. Like it's just everything we love about <sighs> game music. It's catchy, it's melodic, high energy, Dude, it's energy, Princess Connect levels. It's seriously to those that, extreme yeah. levels. Yeah, I mean, I stand by my silly, silly process. <laughs> it is funny, though, that... that um, we're kind of like this Xenoblade Chronicles track is like Princess Connect. When I imagine everyone else in the world is like this Princess Connect track is like Xenoblade. Yeah. You know, like this is way more famous and successful. But I love that we're still comparing this to that weird, you know, Japanese mobile game about collecting. I know. I well, know it was even, funny I when when we denounced it. it on Twitter. Zach immediately replied and said, "Oh, so you mean Princess Connect Volume Four? <laughs> no, we only have one Princess Connect track today." And man, was that tough. Um, okay, <laughs> so let's move on. God, Hiramatsu, just hats off. Let's move on. This is cool. We're going back to the '90s here. Uh, one of the tracks that was suggested was from Dragon Slayer: The Legend of Heroes Two, and I was expecting to hear FM synth, but this was cool. It's actually a PC Engine CD version, which is really fun and cheesy. <laughs> it's Stopper, composed by Ryo Yanimitsu. guys listening to a rocker this is stopper and man going from that xenoblade 2 to this and really even to the next one we have a nice little rocking one two maybe even three punch it's not what i was what i was alluding to earlier near the end of the episode we have this little batch of of rock that i'm super excited for so definitely stick around guys even the play out i mean in any other episode it'd be one of the strongest tracks so yeah how cool is this composed by yanimitsu um from the legend of heroes 2 really really cool this is so cool i mean this could be a mega man track this could be in you know mega man 8 or 9 or whatever the hell like i love the production here the eclectic or gamey turtles, energy dude. 
Yeah, it's so Ninja Turtles. That's what I was saying to Carl. Like, this just sounded like if they made a new Ninja Turtles game. It's so cheesy and 80s. It's just just delightful. And uh, that, I, I gotta say, I don't remember hearing this track. I don't know if it was in the original um, uh, FM synth soundtrack or just on the PC Engine here, but I don't think I've heard it before. So it was a really cool uh, kind of new track from a series that I'm very familiar with. So I really appreciated whoever suggested this. Yeah, this is delightful. I mean, another instance of the five finger fanfare. Yeah, da 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 da. For sure. Classic well, we're stuff. now going to move on to a wonderful composer, Yasunori Nishiki, who was, you know, lucky enough to make our playlist twice today. Uh, the first example of this composer is from Brrr, Princess Connect Redive. Now, yes, almost every single track could maybe make this playlist. It's so, so, so much battle music in this game. But this is one of them. It's a classic. It's Princess Fight, composed by Nishiki. guys are listening to princess fight from princess connect redive by an amazing composer yasunori nishiki um and you guys know what the next (laughs) entry of his is going to be today of course we're going to do octopath don't worry it's coming yeah i love this track i love nishiki's tracks i mean they're a little bit more restrained than some of the absolute insanity that the other composers bring to this game but yeah this is just talk about classic absolutely classic yeah this is just such fun school fight song energy like this yep. is what you want playing when it's your pep sports music. team is going up against the big schools football team and i mean it's just it's battle music that anyone delightful. could relate to you're absolutely right it could be sports music it's just it gets your blood pumping it has a competitive nature to it but a fun maybe even innocent to it as well love it yeah me too it's 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 so much fun, and I I mean I think Nishiki's work on Princess Connect is better than his Octopath. Like that is I one of my favorite pieces of music ever. Like that, da, 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 yeah, da, da, not to mention da, da, his da, da, aim for the da, top. Whew. Yeah. yeah, phenomenal stuff. So well, fun. I was really glad to see some Ryuji Sasai love um, in this master playlist, and one of the tracks that was submitted was from Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. A really great soundtrack, kind of underrated in my opinion. This is Battle 3, composed by Sasai. Here we go. (laughs) 
classic society. You guys are listening to Battle 3 from Mystic Quest, and someone on YouTube was commenting that the music is the best part of this game. It uh, could be. I can't speak to the quality of this game, but I love the soundtrack. Sasai, I mean, doing battle music, just some of the best stuff on the Super Nintendo. I love this composer. This is great. Yeah, I mean, I have found as I've gotten older that the music in retro games holds up better than anything else in them, even in great games. Because I think video games are an interesting medium, and not to say that that film or literature doesn't have this, because I do think there are some ways in which, as time goes on, Um, mediums can become more expressive in a new way or certain innovations make it more palatable to a larger audience but I think games are a particularly interesting uh, example to look at because well frankly they're a little bit a piece of technology as well as an art form and so as the technology objectively improves in the mm-hmm. graphics and the specs and, you know, the science, the scientific part of games, just we've learned how to make games more engaging, more exciting, longer. We have huge budgets and all these people working on them. So I do think going back and playing a game like Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, especially by today's eyes, there's probably not a lot about it that we would really... I don't know, find uh, joy in the same way that we might a contemporary game in its genre. Now, that's obviously not true for everyone, but I do think there is something interesting in that the music in some ways, and like I think you and I are among you know some other like minds where it's like the best video game music of all time was the stuff made in the 80s and 90s. And th- that's what I think is kind of fascinating, that it's like... I almost think our nostalgia for the music trumps anything it just, else. You know, these melodies, these tunes sparked the imagination of, of millions of people. And you really can't <laughs> overstate that. Uh, I thought it was fun here to have a back-to-back Final Fantasy block. And we're going to move to, really, if you're going to do a Battle Themes episode and you're not going to play this track, I feel like something's wrong with you. Um, so this is Still More Fighting from Final Fantasy VII. Yes, it's technically a boss battle theme, but it's it's all battle music, right? This is composed by Nobuo Uematsu, one of the legends that has two tracks today. Let's take a listen to the classic Still More Fighting. <laughs>
God, I love this. So proggy. You guys are listening to Still More Fighting by the legend himself, Uematsu. He had two tracks that made our episode today, and he could have had like 15, um, but that wouldn't have been fair to others, right? So I don't know if we're also going to do a boss episode too. I mean, it's, it was kind of an interesting discussion on Discord of like what we should include, what we shouldn't. I mean, really not including boss battles, I think would have been a mistake because we would have gone without tracks like this. So I'm glad they were included, but again, it did open a floodgate, so it was kind of tricky. Yeah, also that terminology is is really sort of irrelevant. I mean, it's like some of that stuff comes from game makers, and it it has to do with like the specific labels before any music was written that the developers would give the composer, you know, we need six BGMs and three battle themes, you know, and sometimes things are labeled that way. So uh, to me, that nomenclature has a little more validity when we're trying to break things down, but so much of it just comes from fans and honestly, little kids. It's like so much of early game culture was, you know, kids on the playground and on the school bus talking about playing a game and, oh, we got to the boss and then this happened. It's like, so, I mean, some of this terminology and the difference between it is a little bit semantic. And I think really battle themes can encompass almost every single kind of game I mean, that it's has definitely any a wide competitive umbrella. aspect could be considered you know, having a battle theme versus BGM. Um, but I think, yeah, what we're trying to get to with today's episode is a lot of the musical and emotional connotations that we have when we say the words battle theme. Like, there's a certain type of music and a certain type of attitude and emotion that I think many of us collectively have in our minds. And something like this, or like the next track that we're going to get from Octopath Traveler, I think (laughs) are examples of the type of thing that I think a lot of us think of. Something that's modal, rocking, has progressive rock elements, maybe a little bit of film music but you know it's high energy eclectic video game music which is is different because there are some games that have you know quote-unquote battle themes like tetris where it's like there's a battle mode or mario has a battle mode so it's not it's less about the function of a battle and more the genre right, right. Of it's battle more musical music. like i i did have a musical idea in my head when i came up with the topic of battle themes and i think 90 percent right. of the tracks today convey that we have some that are different but yeah most of it uh, conveys that. Now, this is that little batch I was talking about. The next three tracks are so awesome, so blood pumping, so exciting. We're moving on to Octopath Traveler, again composed by Nishiki. Let's take a listen to Decisive Battle 2. Now, the uh, person that suggested this did actually suggest this cool version that features a character theme that goes into Decisive Battle 2, and that's really exciting. We're just going to play the battle theme to save time today. Here it is from Octopath Traveler.
masterful composition. This is Decisive Battle 2, maybe the most rocking battle theme from Octopath Traveler, composed by Yasunori Nishiki. This is a phenomenal soundtrack. Uh, In my humble opinion, it's an example, we were talking about it with Mystic Quest, it's an example where the music is the best part of the experience, and if you muted it, uh, I think it'd be kind of a lame experience, to be honest. So yeah, the music is really what puts you there, and you hear this a lot in the game, not just this battle theme, but the battle music in general, and so it's just just a treat that it's such high-quality music. When we think about video games and we think about films short films or feature length films television any mixed medium even live theater uh you know where where music is a component of a larger narrative thing but it isn't one thing it isn't just writing it isn't just acting it isn't just stagecraft or lighting or you know sound mix fully there's so many different artistic disciplines that go into something but I think my favorite creators in any of those mediums are the ones that understand the important and vital role that music plays in all of these mediums and that give ample runway for composers and musicians to kind of take the wheel and mm. really drive the emotional context of the narrative. I mean, I think if you think of John drive Williams or is unquestionably it. a brilliant composer, but I think the reason why he his name is the most famous is because Steven Spielberg makes films like E.T., where you have the bike silhouetted over the moon. You have and that opportunity. Where, yeah. yeah, there's nothing happening but this iconic visuals and music. And smart developers and designers realize that it's good for them every once in a while to let the composers do that heavy lifting. Because right. I think... It allows your player base to get emotionally invested in the content of the game rather than just the the physical nature of press this button at this time or, or solve this logic puzzle. It turns it into a human experience, something like gathering around a campfire and hearing a storyteller or a movie or a musical or a play. It, it relates it to other forms of art that feel like things our, our parents and grandparents would have experienced. Man, that is such a phenomenal soundtrack. Every time I go back to even one piece from it I just want to listen to the whole thing again well let's move on (laughs) Will this is a fun fact this one was the second highest rated track on my playlist it narrowly avoided beating the Xenoblade one I love this too you guys know how much we love this track it's a Mercado Bros classic E7 vacant interference and this one I found out was composed by Saki Momiyama (sighs) here we go
You guys listen to Vacant Interference, oh and I'll God. always think of our uh, MAGFest panels um, <laughs> when I think of this track. I think this is one of the tracks we played at like the very end of our, I want to say, Inspirations and Influences, or it might have been the history of video game music. It's like, what's right. a modern track that we can kind of sum up the entire history of VGM, and what a perfect choice this one is. It's just... Oh, it's classic. It brings the old tradition of battle music. You know, composers such as Yuzo Koshiro that worked early on in this series, but bring it into a new generation. It's so exciting. I mean, we've we've gushed over this one multiple times, but, I mean, I, it deserves a lot of gushing. Yeah, the crazy thing about how new game music is and how rapidly... Um, our pop culture, I think as the millennial generation, our pop culture is so fleeting. Well, this almost feels retro now. Go. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing is when That's we started weird. this podcast, this was an example of doing the retro thing now. But now this is an old game. This is almost as yeah. old as certain N64 GameCube games were when we started playing or even And older. stylistically, this is not what modern VGM sounds like. So not at all. Huh. And it, I mean, it's not even what a lot of Western VGM sounded like at that time either, which is why we celebrated it. But I think it's yeah. interesting because it's hard to be, you know, we have the experience often where we're living through history. We just don't see it as history. And so I think since games are so new, we can kind of look at the decades as like each year, honestly, of video games is like such a monolith of a great new innovative titles and if from the music to the art to the design and it's yeah. like so much has happened and i think for you and i part of it has to do maybe with our age but it sort of feels like there wasn't an equivalent in the 2000s of as much of a complete reckoning as there was in the 80s and 90s but that's probably our own bias i mean if you go from looking at a game like halo to where we are now there's an incredible change i think part of it though is it's like on the music front well you have cd quality audio with live musicians and real playing and it's like yeah once you get to that point it's more about the individual composer. What music are you doing and how are you integrating it with the Well, gameplay? not just the individual composers, but the individual series. And here's what I love is when you're a fan of a series, you're treated time and time again with the thing that you love. And if you're a fan of the classic East music for the PC-88, you're going to love this track. Even if you 100%. don't listen to like rock music or any outside music that kind of sounds like this when it comes to these instruments, you're going to love this music. It's just classic. It has those melodies. It has those just that kind of classic VGM style. And that's what I love is, mm -hmm. you know, you can be a fan of the East series and you're going to be treated in almost every single entry to the stuff that you love. Um, all right, so let's move on now. It's interesting, we're going from an East track to a Yuzo Koshiro track, another one of those legends that made it twice today. I love this track. It's from Etrian Odyssey Nexus. It's Battlefield, the first campaign. It's a banger. Here we go.
Yuzo's just my boy. He's my little boy. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> this is Etrian Odyssey Nexus. It's Battlefield, the first campaign by Kashiro-san. It rocks. It's super cheesy. I love that they have that synth lead <laughs> for the melody. I, and eventually the guitars double it and stuff. Um, it's, it's very rocking. I, I think it's an arrangement of a, of a, of a previous Etrian track. But, yeah, I mean, this this is just... I've said it before, but this is classic VGM. This is the kind of battle music I love. Definitely classic VGM, and it, and it takes you to a space. It's like, I don't think in the past there has been a form of melodic music that is this accessible in almost a folk way or a vocal song way, yet, again, it's just like so many of the things we do are so such recent developments like all the pioneering developments that happened in the idiom of recorded music that so much of that started in like the 60s and 70s with some of the things that now we all take as commonplace and with the digital revolution what recording digital music and not having to be on tape that's still where that's like a 20 or 30 year in the past event that's so seismic and we're still feeling the impacts of that so what's so fun and exciting and fascinating about video game music is like in some ways it, it can be this new genre yeah. where it's like you have the poppiness and catchiness of vocal pop music yet with the instrumental the coloristic the performance and the the recorded music production style and technique of so many different genres of music and yet it's also like film music it's score it's meant to be supportive to this experience but you know when you listen to something like this even just focus on the guitar tone the kind of reverbs they're using the way all these instruments and sound mesh and create a sense of space and an environment it mm -hmm. really is pretty freaking unique it's like even when you go to the old fusion records that influenced a lot of this sonically in terms of the production and recording they didn't really sound exactly like this so it, it's it's fascinating yeah, I mean, to there's look no, at this no as something it. retro, but it's also something completely new. I mean, there's no way around it. Video game music is incredibly unique. I mean, when we did that episode recently, non-VGM for VGM lovers, yeah, there were moments where it's like, ooh, this moment or this track or, you know, has something, but not all of it together. I mean, there's no outside music that puts it all in this package the way <laughs> that Yuzo does in a track like this. Yeah. God, I want to have an Etrian Odyssey leftovers episode or part two episode because uh, there's just so much wonderful music in that series okay this is another one of the examples of a non-rpg and again it opened a floodgate in a way but i wanted to have some representation of this super mario galaxy 2 final bowser battle what do you think will should we allow it today of course <laughs> all right will spoken we're allowing it this is actually composed by ryo nagamatsu i mean we could play this in uh, this this music is so good we could be doing a game boy soundtracks you might not have heard of <laughs> and we and still, still play, play this. this good music is good music it is and this is great music let's take a listen to final bowser battle <laughs>
Wow. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you didn't have a heart attack. I had a great time listening to all this music that was suggested. 103 tracks in total. Thank you so much to our Discord community for your help. It was a really fun collaboration. Hope everyone liked uh, my choices here. I tried to make it as varied as I could, but really this is just some of the most classic battle themes in all of video game music. Do not go anywhere because the playout is super rocking. Maybe one of the most rocking of the day. Uh, it's actually from Hades. It's out of Tartarus, composed by Darren Korb. So do not go anywhere. That that playout is going to rock. Hopefully you guys had a good time. Will, did you have a good time today? I had a great time. I mean, we can't play stuff from Mario Galaxy, Final Fantasy, Xenoblade, Paper Mario, Etrian Odyssey, <laughs> Ease, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Without Battle, Metroid Prime. having a great time, right? And not have a great time. You know, I mean, It'd be this impossible. Is some of our favorite stuff. And this is really... When we say game music, battle music is a, a huge part of it. I mean, again, I sort of distill thinking of all game music as it's BGM or it's battle. It's Those are sort of the two worlds. That's Either funny. you're describing an environment or you're describing an event, which, I mean, in the most basic forms of games, that's really all you have. Now game music can be integrated and the BGM can turn into the battle music and you can have stems and layers and crossfades. And that's really cool too. But still in terms of functionality, we're usually thinking of the role of score in games to serve one of those functions. So I think it's great to explore some of the musical cliches that I think we would associate with battle music in the same way that when you think of an action scene in film music there are definitely certain musical cliches that come to mind of like yeah you know it's like okay we're running there's a chase scene we're used well, to that and, and, sort and of i'm glad cliche. you brought that up because there's plenty of vgm boss themes or battle themes that are going for that filmic approach and they're effective Sometimes they bore me. Sometimes <laughs> they feel super samey. And that wasn't really the style that that I wanted to convey on this episode. And so, yeah, this is gamey stuff. This is fun popcorn music for the most part. Uh, really, guys, again, um, ending the episode with a rocker here from Darren Corp. So, so stick around for the play out from Hades. Will, anything else you got at the end? That's it for me. Uh, I just want to tell people to check out Carl's new album, Wavemaker. It's fantastic. And I think if you liked some of the music on today's episode, you'll like that. It's great. And it's got kind of the Brueggemann family jamboree on it. You can hear Carl's (laughs) wife, Josepha, play trumpet. And Marty takes a solo. Our good friend Austin takes a solo. Uh, Adam Meckler, another friend of ours, an incredible trumpet player, has an amazing solo. It was our, so fun. Our to brother Jaime, uh, he's <laughs> on there playing bongos. It's just a, a, a great, great time all around and excellent music. Thank you so much. Yeah, check that out, guys. This was a great episode. This was a lot of fun. Thanks again to our Discord community and to all of our listeners. We love all you guys. I think that's it. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>